Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Hank, and uh, I'd love to share a word with you this morning. Uh, as this pandemic has been lingering and carrying on, I have noticed that with a number of people, and especially uh, people that I see online with comments and things that are, are taking place, that the level of anger has been escalating on a fairly regular basis uh, here in the recent uh, weeks. I think in part it's because of the unknown. People really don't know what's happening, what's going on, and what's going to happen. When is it going to back off? When are we going to be able to change direction on things? And I think that increases uh, the anger. I think it's also a problem with too much time on people's hands, with boredom and wondering uh, what they're doing, and so they lash out sometimes at other people. Uh, I'd just like to share with you a couple of examples. Uh, within the last couple of weeks, I've had a, a two uh, women in particular who I've read uh, some things on their Facebook uh, pages that really kind of broke my heart as I think of the pain that they had experienced at the, at the hands of other people who had responded to some things that they had put on line. One woman whom I, I have known for a, a long time, uh, she is not from our church, she had been involved with another church, uh, had put something on, uh, on her Facebook page recently saying that I am giving up on my religion, uh, basically saying I'm quitting church. Uh, and uh, when some people uh, kind of explored that with her, she explained that a number of people within her church uh, had disagreed with something that she had put online and in very mean fashion had responded to her uh, and caused her to just uh, question, I think, her uh, desire to walk with the Lord in any way, shape, or form. And then another uh, young lady that I uh, know from a, a different church here in town uh, had written something uh, and uh, she uh, had apparently, I hadn't seen it, but she apparently had written something and had uh, taken it offline and, and said on, on a Facebook uh, entry that she had taken it offline because a number of people had said uh, some very mean things to her and had really criticized her personally for whatever it was that she had posted. And my point of that is, you know what, it, it really doesn't always matter what somebody posts. Uh, you really uh, don't need to react in such a way that you hurt them. And in the case of the one uh, where she had um, decided that she was no longer going to be involved with her religion, the other lady said that she had been harshly chewed out by some of these people and that it, would, it was very, very hurtful for her. Uh, and those are just two examples of some things that I have seen where people's reactions have been uh, very angry and hurtful, creating uh, grief and angst and, and issues in uh, people's hearts and lives. Uh, I know that because of some of these things, uh, uh, this week uh, there were a couple of things that I had seen on Facebook and I started to write a reply and then I stopped and I thought, really should I do this? And I decided not to and have not written on some of those things. But um, we, we need to be careful with what it is that we say and how we say things and what our response is to people 
who uh, are just expressing a, a thought or a feeling or where they are. And we're all at different levels in our uh, walk uh, in life, whether it's our Christian walk or whatever it might be. Uh, we're all in different places. Uh, I've mentioned to some of you before that our men's Bible study has been uh, meeting for over 40 years on uh, every Tuesday morning. And we're currently studying the book of James. And uh, one of the things that I really like about the book of James is he addresses problems and issues, but he also brings a solution or an answer to some of those problems and issues. And so this morning, uh, to start with, I would like us to turn in our Bibles to James chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading verses uh, 19 through 21. So James chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. James says, uh, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filth filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. What I appreciate here is that, in essence, uh, James is talking to people and recognizing that their emotions, their feelings, their anger uh, was causing them to, to have problems. It was causing them to stumble and to struggle with some things. And uh, in the instructions here, I see him kind of saying, okay, now just slow down a little bit. Just, just take a moment, think through what is going on before you react. And that's one of the things that I think we all need to have a reminder of. Slow down, think about your reaction, think about your response, and is it really beneficial to the other person? Is it really appropriate in the situation that you're involved with? It's easy for us to get all worked up and we read something or hear something and we first get up angry or upset and then we react to that. Oftentimes it's lashing out against somebody else, which is what had happened to these two ladies. I don't, like I said, I don't know what their issue was, what they had talked about, but the anger had caused both of them to just kind of retract and retreat a little bit and it was hurtful to them. I think what, what James is saying here first First, be quick to hear. Uh, I think what he means by this is, for a moment, shut your mouth. Excuse my expression, but I, I, I like to have a visual. Shut your mouth and listen. Think through what that other person is saying before you react. Oftentimes, you know, we, we like to jump in before the other person has had a chance to even completely uh, express what they want to say. So, be quick to hear. Stop. Think. Don't talk, just listen. Listen to what they're trying to get across. Listen to what their point is. Or if you're reading it online or whatever, stop, listen, read it, don't react. Think it through before you respond. So be quick to hear. Uh, the second point is be slow to speak. Oftentimes, like I said, the, our natural inclination is we hear something and we want to jump in. Sometimes you've been involved in the conversation and you watch the other person that you're speaking with and you can see that they're waiting to, to express their feelings, to interrupt and to say whatever it is. And, and what he's saying is, slow down. Keep your mouth shut. Just listen. Take it in. Respond appropriately. Uh, Oftentimes when we react too quickly, 
we do some things, we say some things, we, we write some things that are hurtful and damaging to the other person. And so be slow to speak, be slow to respond to whatever that other person might be saying. And then thirdly, he says, be slow to anger. You know, uh, what many of us, especially if you're already kind of agitated about something, you know, you're sitting there and somebody says something and it, it may have no meanness to it, no, nothing uh, difficult about it, but you're worked up about something else and then your response is an anger response. You just lash out at that person. And what he's saying is, slow down. Don't react that way. Think it through. Process. Work it out before you do anything or say anything. Uh, one of the, the problems when we don't do that, and I, that's why I appreciate James's uh, advice here for us, one of the problems is, is that you can hurt that relationship. But in a Christian relationship, if you're, a, if you're a, a member of a church and you're connected with these people and your response is such that you drive them away from the Lord, you are really getting yourself into a very deep, difficult place. God has encouraged us to be kind to one another, to be gracious with one another, to draw people to Jesus Christ. And that's one of our missions, and we need to be about that. But if we're angry and we speak out and we lash out, or whether we do it on, online and we say something that is hurtful to that other person, as was the case with the first lady that I mentioned, uh, she has given up on her religion because of... Uh, a response that somebody had given. We don't want to do that. We want to, to bless people and encourage people. As Christians, one of the things that we need to do is take advice of what the Scripture tells us and apply it into our lives. And that's, again, like what I like about uh, James. Well, let me kind of show you what, how uh, the process kind of works with, within our lives. So I'm going to turn to G uh, Genesis chapter 4. So Genesis is the first book of the Bible. And uh, I'm going to begin at, at verse 4, uh, I mean at chapter 4, I'm sorry, and uh, I'm going to be reading verses 6 and 7. Uh, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It desires, its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. And if you kind of get the, the picture here, uh, first of all, it's, it's amazing. God, the creator in heaven, is speaking to Cain, a man. And Cain, we, we don't know all of the details about what had happened, why he's feeling this way, but obviously Cain is angry with his brother. Cain and Abel are the sons of Adam and Eve, uh, the, the first uh, people that were created by God, and they're their sons, and there's an anger issue between Cain toward Abel. And uh, it has to do with an offering, but it probably has to do with even more than that. Cain is struggling with some anger toward his brother, uh, anger, jealousy, whatever it might be. And uh, God is telling him to stop kind of what he's thinking and, and, and planning uh, to do. And uh, I love the description that God gives Cain. And folks, this is a description of what is happening in our lives and our hearts as well. Sin is crouching at the door. 
Okay, can you kind of catch a visual of that? If you kind of picture your life, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're, you're, you're going to open a door to go and say or do or be something that is contrary to the Word of God. And so you're ready, getting ready to open that door, but right outside of that door is sin. And that sin is crouching there, just waiting to grab you and take control of you. And God is saying, be careful with that because it desires to have you. It desires to control you. So uh, he, he's telling him that you need to have control of your thoughts and attitudes, which might be sinful toward God. Watch out. God is pointing Cain to watch his thoughts and attitude, and he's telling the same thing to you and I. Be careful about what you're opening the door to. And then he's saying to him, you must rule over it. You get the, get the idea here. Uh, God's answer to the problem is you have to rule over it. So again, if you can kind of catch my visual, you're standing at that door, you're angry with somebody, you're, you're contemplating doing something that you know is wrong, is sinful, you're, you're thinking about committing a sin, and you've got your hand on the door, and you're starting to open that door, and sin is out there crouching, waiting to come in and take control of you, and he's saying, be careful be careful about what you're going to do because that sin is going to come and rule over you. The first step that you have to do is don't open that door. Stop before you do that. And he's giving him the warning to be careful to do that. And then we still have that choice today. We can either do what Cain did, allow the sin to control and take over, or we have to direct our control, uh, or, or we need to control our uh, emotions, our sins, and stand against them. We have to be careful that we don't open that door. We don't allow that sin to come in and control. We have that control. Sin doesn't control us. We control. But if we allow it to come in, it can take over our lives and it can consume us and can control us. We are the ones who can stop it, but we have to stop it early on. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Sadly, if you're familiar with this uh, uh, lesson in Genesis, you know that right after uh, God had had this conversation with Cain, Cain gets together with his brother, takes him out into a field, and he killed his brother. He murdered him because of whatever issue he was having. And when I think about murder, I think sometimes, you know, we don't necessarily physically kill somebody. But sometimes we can destroy them, we can kill them by what we do into their heart and into their life as we uh, interact with them and we cause them pain and hurt in so many ways. Well, let me pick up on that thought with you. If you would turn with me uh, to the book of Matthew. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. And uh, Matthew uh, addresses this, or Jesus actually addresses this, and Matthew records it. So I'm in Matthew chapter 5, and I'm going to look at verses 21 to 24. Jesus is speaking. He said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel, and whoever says, You fool, 
will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. The idea here is when you are trying to worship and fellowship and be involved with the Lord God, and you know in your heart and mind that you have something against somebody else, that you're angry with somebody, you're, you, you want harm to come to that person, you're just, maybe you've had a, an argument or a disagreement, maybe you've sent that message uh, on Facebook or an email or whatever it might be, and you know it was hurtful and, and, and hateful, what he's saying here is stop, go and make it right with that other person. As best you can, go and correct that problem. The problem is, is sometimes we, we send something out and we've expressed our opinion and we don't understand that that other person might be just hurting tremendously as a result of what we have just shared. And so sometimes we have to make sure that we stop, think about it and say, oh, wait a minute, you know what? What I sent out was not very kind. It was not very nice. I need to go to that person and make it right. Um, Notice how, how uh, Jesus ties in uh, murder and anger. Uh, notice that he doesn't make one greater than the other. We tend to do that, right? Uh, we, we might get angry at someone, well, I was just mad. But the reality is Jesus is making it clear, when you're angry, it's the same thing as murder. And sometimes when we have become angry and we have said or done something, we've written something, we can cause the death of that person's spiritual walk, and we have to be careful to not allow ourselves to do that. Well, one last uh, area that I'd like to uh, uh, have us look at, and that's back in the book of James. And uh, uh, we're in, again, back in James chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to pick up verses 14 to 16. And um, what I love about this uh, very much is the clear instructions that it gives us to control the anger, control the sin that wants to come in. I still remember a message that Pastor Bob Donaldson shared here at Bethel one time about these verses and, and the impact that had on me and how it connected with me because the instructions are so clear and so uh, relevant to the way that we live our lives. So let me just read these and I'll make a few quick announcements as we kind of wrap up here. Uh, James is saying, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. You know, and let me just pause there for a moment. But if you kind of get that picture again, go back to what I, I shared about God uh, speaking with Cain. Cain was told that sin is, is crouching at your door. And, and so that concept, that idea here is the, the, the desire the, towards sin, whatever it's, if it's anger, whatever other sin it might be, it's being, you're being enticed by your own desires. It's actually something that's coming from within you. So when you, again, get that picture of the door, when you open that door, you're opening the door of your heart. You're allowing that sin to take over and control at that point. And then he says, then desire, when it has conceived, give birth, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. And so you, you, if you kind of get the, the idea here, um, the, think about the steps that are involved with what he's talking about. First, recognizing 
that the temptation to sin is coming from within. We are lured and enticed by our own desires. Did you get that? We're lured and enticed by our own desires. We, we might say, well, it came from out there. Or, you know, uh, I, I can't help it. I, I saw something and it just attracted me to that. Or I read something and I'm very angry with what they said because I disagree with that. The problem is not what they said or did or what's happening out there. It's what's happening in here. It's what's going on in your mind and your heart. Are you getting tempted because of the sin that is inside of you? So the first point is we have to recognize where the temptation is coming from. We are lured and enticed by our own desire. Stop the sin from growing at that point. That's the easiest and best place to do it. Uh, I remember a, a message that Pastor Brian spoke about here one time where, where he said, you know, the, the, the place to stop sin when, it's, when it deals with going into your computer and looking at things that are inappropriate is that second click. You saw something, you saw the attraction to that, that second click. You need to stop there before you go there. You need to stop before you send a message to somebody out of anger. You need to stop before you uh, take that first drink or that first drug or whatever it might be, that sin that, that you are contemplating. It's coming from within you. You need to stop while it's before it gives birth. You need to stop it as soon as it's made, uh, you're, you're aware of it. So the second thing that he talks about is once sin has been conceived, if we don't deal with it at that first level, it gives birth to sin. So, so in other words, now all of a sudden I'm, I'm moving forward with that sin action. I'm giving birth to it. I'm allowing it to become a full-grown or an adult sin. And we have to stop it at that point. Now, we, we didn't stop it early enough. Now it's starting to become a sin issue. I need to stop it here and now. Because the third point is that if you don't rule over, if you don't take control of it, it will control you. It will come in and take over your life and it will cause you to uh, sin and to burn and hurt other people in ways that are not going to be productive and healthy. We need to deal with our sin, with our anger, with other sins, whatever it might be, we need to deal with it before it becomes full grown, before we've allowed it to take over and to lead our lives. In John, or James first, uh, chapter 4, verses, verse 10, I'm sorry, James 4, 10, he says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. The first step towards sin is recognizing that I am a sinner. I need to stop. And the way I stop is to take the action that scripture has given me direction to. When I think of this issue of anger and where it could lead us, I think about the video that you saw earlier from the Freeborns. The Freeborns, uh, a beautiful little baby, Mila, was born and had some health issues that were very, very serious. And it would have been very easy for the Freeborns to become angry. They could have gotten angry with God. They could have gotten angry with one another. You know, this is a genetic thing. It's your fault. Whatever it might be, they could have gotten angry with any number of different places or things. But instead, they chose to honor and please God. And they honored and pleased us as well. Many of you may have known it. Many of you probably didn't. But they put some things on Caring Bridge every day 
talking about Mila and where she was with her uh, health. And every one of those contained some scripture and some encouragement and blessing. And we were, the, the blessings that came from them just poured out upon us as they blessed us with these words of encouragement. Here they were struggling. They could have been angry. They could have had all kinds of other uh, negative emotions, but instead they blessed us. And folks, you and I, we're the church and we have a choice every single day. We can react in a negative way, let it give birth, let it grow, let it uh, crouch out of the door and open it up and let it in. Or we can say, no, I'm going to stop it I'm going to bless other people. I'm going to follow the Lord. Your choice and mine are to do that on a daily basis. Let me pray in closing, and we will allow the praise team to come and share a last song with us. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, I'm so grateful that on a regular daily basis, you have given us the ability You've given us the teaching to help us to deal with these sins that are crouching at our door. Lord, we, we oftentimes know what our sin issue is and we choose to ignore it. We choose to proceed and continue on with the sin instead of backing away and, and saying, no, I'm not going to allow that to grow and to become full grown in my heart and life. Lord, help us to say, stay so in tune with you that, that when, we, when we see that, that sin crouching at our door, when we, when we know that we, are, we have had one that's con- being conceived and is starting to grow, that, Lord, we would, that we would get rid of it before it takes over our lives. We're grateful for examples and models from your word. Lord, we're grateful most of all for Jesus Christ who died upon that cross to bring us eternal life and to give us that hope and promise of eternity spent with you, not by our own works, but by your finished work upon that cross. Thank you for your love and your grace to us. In Jesus' name we pray. And now may God bless you as we sing this final song. Uh, Rejoice in the Lord and give him praise, honor, and glory.